Birth was over. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb. But terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Well, happy Easter. We can say that now. And uh, Wellington and Mary and Isaac and Noah uh, and Precious. What a great day to have your baptism confirmation celebration on. This is a great moment. Uh, it's uh, very fitting. Uh, the church has always had this time of uh, bringing people uh, to confess their faith at Eastertide. So it's great that you're here uh, to do this uh, this evening. Uh, and very good to be with you. And it's good to be back in church too, isn't it, for those of you who have been away for a while. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson decide to go on a camping trip. Uh, after dinner and a bottle of wine, uh, they lay down for the night uh, and they go to sleep. Some hours later, Holmes wakes up and he gives uh, Watson a little kick and says, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see. And Watson replied, I see millions of stars. What does that tell you? Watson pondered for a moment. Astronomically, it tells me there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Astrologically, I notice that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, I deduce the time is approximately a quarter past three at night. Theologically, I can see that God's all-powerful and we are small and insignificant. And meteorologically, I suspect we'll have a beautiful day tomorrow. Watson's feeling quite smug by this time because he's always been told about his powers of observation. What does it tell you, Holmes? Holmes is silent for a moment, then speaks. Watson, you idiot, somebody has stolen our tent. <laughs> Do not miss the blindingly obvious. The story of Easter morning, as told to us in all four of the Gospels, focuses on two things. 
The tomb in which Jesus was buried is empty, and the disciples meet with Jesus, risen from the dead and alive again. An empty tomb and a risen Lord are the centerpiece of the Christian story in which we live. That's the blindingly obvious. We're encouraged to believe that just as Watson looked up and saw the stars and should have worked out that the tent was missing, so we can put two and two together and say, the body is gone, they meet with Jesus, recognizably himself, God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Today, you're being variously baptized, confirmed, and being invited to live in that story. It's a perfect day to start uh, a new phase in your Christian lives. To say, I am now standing up for myself. I'm saying before everybody that I am somebody who wants to live in that story, the resurrection story. If a man's been raised to life from the dead, then life can never be the same again. History has been remade. There is a new pattern of life based on resurrection for all of us. The symbolism of baptism, of course, which we uh, can't do today, uh, is that uh, of going under the water. Uh, people were totally submerged in the water as a sign of going down into the grave and coming up out of the grave. Uh, that's uh, what uh, our Baptist friends do all the time and what we do uh, when we can. Can't do it today. Doesn't mean your baptism is deficient just because you haven't got so much water around the place. Um, but that picture is of going down into death and coming up to resurrection life. To be a Christian is to be reborn into life in all its fullness. What St. Paul said in our uh, reading that we had earlier, if we've been united with him in a death like his, we'll certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. The pattern of life you're pursuing and following after your confirmation is the pattern of resurrection life. You've died with Christ, you come out of the grave, you're alive again. What you're committing yourselves to today is to walk in that story of Jesus Christ, to walk in the life of resurrection, that adventure of life and faith. I think we're going to hear from some of you uh, later on about the story of how you got to this place. Thank you for, for sharing those testimonies, which we'll hear in a bit. I just want to give you a little catch, because you're going to tell the story, you're willing to be confirmed, but there is a catch. Jesus Christ reserves the right to disrupt your life. That's what he does. Uh, to insist that if you live in his story, you're also called to love your neighbor, to care for the poor, to be concerned for justice in the world, to tell and live his story in the world. That's what being a disciple is all about. But the good news is, he also supplies you with the resources to enable you to do just that. Through the life of prayer, through inhabiting the scriptures, through fellowship in church uh, with your fellow Christians, through fellowship through Zoom even. 
through receiving regularly in bread and in wine when we can. You aren't alone in your journey of faith because you walk in that life of faith in common with your fellow Christians. Not just those who are gathered here tonight, not just those who are watching us uh, on the internet, not just in your home church here at St Albans, but you're part of the worldwide church in every place. And the vital resource of God is the power of God through his Holy Spirit. When I lay hands on you in confirmation this evening, the words I use are, confirm, O Lord, your servant with your Holy Spirit. I'm not dispensing the Spirit. I'm not giving the Spirit out. I, I can't do that. Uh, if you are a Christian, you already have the Spirit in your lives. But what we're praying for you tonight is that you'll receive more of God's Spirit uh, to enable you to live the life he calls you to, to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, commercial break, just for a moment. Uh, an advert for all of you who are supporting those being confirmed, whether you're watching us uh, on screen or whether you're here in church tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us. Thank you particularly to parents and godparents and sponsors. Thank you to those watching in South Africa. Uh, it's good that uh, those are there as well. If you're a member of the Supporters Club, if you're here supporting the candidates, but for you, this stuff about the Christian faith, this story of resurrection doesn't quite resonate yet, can I encourage you to be provoked by the commitment being made by the candidates tonight? Listen to the words they speak, listen to the promises they're making, and allow yourself to be nudged by God it's no better time to be nudged by God than Easter. The risen Lord meets us and says, I'm here, I'm alive. I was dead, I'm now alive. And maybe you don't quite feel that you're in the place to make those promises for yourself now, for all sorts of good reasons. Faith isn't quite real for, for you tonight. Please take stock. Please listen to the candidates as they tell their stories. And if you feel that the message of Easter is speaking to you, then allow God to rekindle that faith in you. Have a word with Sarah or uh, your parish priest where you come from, and they'll only too gladly engage with you uh, in that uh, understanding of how faith might become real in your life. End of commercial break. St. Mark's story of the resurrection is the strangest of all four of the Gospel writers. It tells of the empty tomb, it hints at the risen Lord, but unlike Matthew and Luke and John, we don't hear of the encounter between the disciples and the risen Lord. It ends rather abruptly. If you look at the service sheet, it says in verse 8, they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. If you're able to ask St. Mark why he stops there, you might all get different sorts of answers. Indeed, there's a whole load of uh, New Testament scholars who are forming a queue for when they see St. Mark again in the new heavens and the new earth to ask the question, why did you stop your gospel story there? Uh, and uh, 
those who copied out the first manuscripts of St. Mark's Gospel were so dissatisfied with Mark's abrupt ending, they tried to mend it by adding their own almost certainly spurious additional bits. You'll see if you read Mark's Gospel in your Bibles, there are different endings tagged on at the end. Uh, but if that's, uh, th those particular spurious bits don't really help us. So what was Mark doing? Well, he might give you two sorts of answers. Uh, one answer might be a, a bit like, well, the dog at my homework. Uh, there was an ending, but it got lost. And there's no manuscript still around that uh, finishes the story uh, the way Mark intended it. That's one possible explanation. It's probably not uh, the most likely one. The explanation that I think St. Mark wants to lead us to is this. I didn't deliberately finish it so that you could work out the ending for yourself. What St. Mark wants to say is the resurrection is only the beginning of a story that never ends. He's alive, he's the firstborn from the dead, and he's established his church, which goes on living and telling the story throughout time. That's what we're a part of in every generation, in every church, in every place. And so St. Mark invites us to write ourselves into the story. And that's what you're doing this Easter, writing yourselves into the story of God. Death is defeated. Life eternal has begun. You are part of God's story, God's promises, God's purposes, God's new life. God bless you as you're baptized, as you're confirmed, as you affirm your faith in Jesus Christ tonight. Happy Easter.